get better. There, it starts starting to go right now. Hey everybody and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Today's guests are probably the most requested guests that we've had requests for since the show began in March when the pandemic began. People were sending suggestions for who to have on the show and this dynamic duo of a mother-daughter team has been requested by just about everybody. So I am thrilled to connect with them today. They don't really need an introduction, but just in case you do need to know who the Esselstyn, the first, they're like the plant-based family of royalty in the plant-based world. This is mother-daughter duo. They have a wonderful YouTube channel that you must check out. Their names are Anne and Jane Esselstyn. It's great to see you guys again. Hi. Hi. You guys are adorable. Now, you, you look like you're, you're wearing a scarf and a coat. So does that lead me to believe that it's maybe cold wearing, where you are? Uh, I'm wearing another thing and another layer. And probably a bra, so four layers. And <laughs> how, how cold is it where you are? It's, it's 40, it's 46 it's, and rainy. It's wet and damp. And wet and damp. And, and the thing about living in this part of the world is that I think October is the coldest month because you just don't want to turn your heat on yet because it's not winter, but it's cold and as November. And you don't November. want winter to come and you don't want to close the windows or... So we heat, we have a, we heat, actually heat with a wood stove and the wood stove's over there and it's so it, the, that whole part of the room is warm and this part is not. <laughs> so we, all, we have layers on. How have you guys been keeping yourself busy during the pandemic? I, I trust you're all well, the whole family. We're good. I... I the, pa the pandemic is still continuing, but for the first five and a half months, I had, there were five of us home at our house. We have three kids who are college age and they suddenly were all home and upon us and they did not want to be here and we did not want to have them here. I mean, we of course loved having them here, but you know, we didn't want that to be what it was. So it was sort of our own little contained <laughs> community because Anne and that's here next door. So we sort of had an understanding that we'd all be able to be around each other like we are now with no masks on. Um, and that was, that was just, there was so, it was so busy having everyone home. And of Jane's three children, two elected to take a gap year <clears throat> and, and uh, the youngest is starting her first year. It was interesting, college. she was like, I, I graduated during COVID from high school, and I'm gonna start college in, with COVID. This is just the culture that is, is part of who I am, part of my age. This is the, this is what's happened. And I thought that's such a, I don't know, fortitude. Anyway, so we, we've been busy. Um, we have our own things going on all the while. We were shooting our YouTube stuff. Um, we occasionally, you know, have a big shoot. And we um, have a, a cookbook project we're working on. So we have been working on projects, or not projects, on recipes. Speaking of which, I have a, I have a, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've just been, I have, I just made these this morning. Um, these are uh, flax and flax millet oat biscuits and they're actually good. Yeah, they're good. I was just eating. She one. was eating one we were talking to you a minute ago and she couldn't swallow. <laughs> they sound great. Well, people are saying they love you. They love your recipes. They love your YouTube channel. Well, that is so great that you guys decided to start it because you guys are a hoot together. Well. You know about who, JJ. 
<laughs> well, now that I'm 60, I'm not as hooty. Uh, and I wanted to show you, I don't remember if you, you remember you gave this to me. I, it's one of my most cherished possessions. It's gold-plated kale. It's oh a necklace. Gold-plated kale girl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've seen it. When will the new book come out? In, is, is it a joint effort between you guys? It's the two of us and it's, it, we just got the, it, it's, uh, we just put it you just got the contract, and so things aren't due until 2021. Probably comes out in 2022. You know the way things take forever in publishing, but it's exciting, and it's so nice to have something to be working on when you're really not able to leave and, home. And Jane is the wizard of this book. What? What does that mean? You're the I mean, you're the wizard. The wizard. I mean, the. Were you, we're both, you guys are, you guys make such amazing recipes and you're such great chefs and cooks. Were you guys always good in the kitchen or is this just since you went plant-based? Horrible. We're not good. We just do it. <laughs> we don't, well, the older I get, the worse my food is. That's oh. hilarious. But every recipe I've tried from your books has been delicious. So, so you're doing something right. Well, um, I think someone said it to me the other day. And they said, there's two kinds of, well, there's many different kinds of people, but looking at plant-based stuff, she said, people can either eat to be fueling or to be fooding. And she said, we do a lot of just fueling, like, okay, we want to wake up and have some good food that's going to keep us quiet for a long time inside, but give us energy and not be inflammatory and not cause diseases. And then when we get hungry again, we're going to have another meal that's like that. And then, you know, if you go out to dinner, oh, maybe we'll try something this, this looks like it could be risky or, oh dear, and something might have some oil on it and you know, we ask for not, da, 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 but you know it's a slippery slope if you go out to eat unless you're really militant. And um, anyway, so I'm just saying that some people- We like, never feel, 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 we, we don't actually, what am I saying? <laughs> but, but people who are foodie or, or fooding, they're so motivated by having food be so you know delicious and flavorful and maybe even rich and greasy and, whatever. So we're not really foodie so much as we're You're the fueling. great chef, AJ. Oh, yeah, but, but honestly, guys, I eat very simply and repetitively, you know, just uh, sweet potatoes and broccoli. I really, really make anybody's recipes, even my own. And, you know, my friend Jean-Pierre has a saying, people are either uh, fueling themselves or fooling themselves. Oh, fooling. Yeah. But I agree. Some people live to eat. Some people eat to live. I like that fooling or they're either fueling themselves or they're fueling. Biscuit, I can't hey, talk. AJ, do you eat three times a day? Or do you, do, you know, guys, I, I eat two times a day, but I've always eaten two times a day. I don't ever remember eating breakfast. I never wake up hungry. So my first meal is usually right after this show at noon. And I try to get the second meal between five and six. And it's always been that way. If I was hungry in the morning, I'd eat though. I hear you. I'm not always hungry in the morning. It takes me a while to get whatever, get that that engine going. I have my other engines are going. So it's not like I'm waiting to get energy. Wake up, yoga, this, that, boom, boom. Yeah. I'm never hungry. I could go until four, but yeah. I myself eat breakfast. I think it's key. Yeah. I, I, I do. A lot of the doctors that I interview say that. And I just, it's just so hard to force me myself to eat when I'm not hungry. A little nauseous. Yeah. And also I'm exercising in the morning. I wait right before we, we, I joined you, I was spinning for an hour. So I like to do that. Are, are you guys, uh, you guys are pretty avid exercisers in the whole Esselstyn family, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But COVID has wrecked my schedule. 
Oh, yeah, our class, like she, yeah, he, he used to go to classes every day at the JCC. Um, so, so now I will run a little bit and do 25 jumping jacks and then run and do 25 jumping jacks. <laughs> and then I get tired. Yeah, I, I, I run every day and I do, um, I do yoga, but um, we, used to, we used to have great classes that we'd go to at the JCC. Well, you guys, because I mean, obviously, we know that your dad and, and SSE job, Ann's husband, you know, was an Olympic gold medal winner, but you, did you guys always exercise even before you were plant-based? Was that something that was just always modeled that this is something you do, is you, you work out every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, we, Jane I, we, all, we all grew up swimming, like I swam for University of Michigan, um, you know. She went to the Olympic trials as a 14-year-old. Yeah, at age 14, I was over in your neck of the woods in Irvine, we had Olympic trials in 1980 when Carter boycotted the Olympics. And um, so, yeah, we've all, like, my brothers and I have always sort of swum on a, on a national level. So, it, I mean, exercise has been a part of our um, circadian rhythm and more than, I'd say that's been the biggest constant because we didn't, we weren't full, we weren't plant, I mean, I was vegetarian by the time I was a teenager, but exercise has been our biggest through line for all of us. And so you didn't fight it. You, you just naturally did it and liked it. Because I'm finding that even when people become plant-based and they start eating healthier, if they didn't have that lifelong habit of exercise, it's something that it seems harder for them to do that than to eat plants. Just walk. <laughs> yeah, walking is a great thing to do. Walking is a great thing to do. Yeah. Some of the people watching said, I guess you had something called a kitchen rescue. Maybe you had a program over the weekend. They're saying it was fabulous. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, thank you. Whoever said that we um, rip uh, engine two. Uh, sorry, engine two is now calling themselves Plant Strong, and we have to catch up with that. I keep calling it engine two, um, but they uh, they had a kitchen rescue because uh, sort of a week half weekend sort of thing, and we did a lot of cooking. We sort of did a Thanksgiving this is what we would eat at Thanksgiving sort of thing and how to make a lot of sauces and salsas and spreads. And well, what else did we do? Oh, we had a big pizza night. Everyone made different pizzas and oh, batch cooking. So that's some things that we had how to build a bowl. What are you guys having for Thanksgiving? The, the, what every plant-based person I'll has. I'll tell you what I'm having. It's Essie and me alone. No. Yes, because we, well, we have to pick up our kids at college, our kid at college, so we're not going to be around. So what I've done is I have frozen a little jar of Brian's stuffing. Brian, Jane's husband's great cook. You froze some of it? I froze some of it. No. So we'll have Brian's stuffing. And gravy. And gravy. Mommy's mushroom gravy, which is, is astounding. And cranberry salsa. And you have to have that. Cranberry salsa and um, mashed potatoes. You love mashed potatoes. And we will have broccoli, broccoli, and oh, you know, just a, a, what do you have? What AJ? do you have? Sweet I potatoes. Think, well, uh, you know what I'm going to make? I, I I make this this recipe from my third book, which just came out, and they're called Holiday Sweet Potato Stacks. And I take two kinds of sweet potatoes, the ham and yams and the orange, or you can take a sweet potato and a Yukon gold. It doesn't matter, but you make two kinds of mashed potatoes and then you put cranberry relish in the middle. I have this little tool called the stackable gourmet. So it's really, really pretty. And that's what we're going to have. Oh my gosh. Wait, describe that again. You have 
One, I would send you the tool, but they're out of like, they don't make them anymore. But what you can do is you can take a can, like any kind of can, a can of beans. And then when you're done with it, open the other end. So now you have, you know, a can. And so what you do is you take, you take two kinds of potatoes. It doesn't matter, but I like a different color. So I'll take, um, I'll just roast orange sweet potatoes and mash them over here. I don't add anything to them. And then I'll either do the same thing with handy yams or I'll do Yukon gold. So now I have two different colors and I have this little tool or you can use a can. So you put one layer of the potatoes, then you put a layer of the cranberry sauce and then the second layer of potato. And then you lift up the little tool or the can and you have these beautiful stacks. And that's what we're having because it's my favorite. What makes them stay as a stack? Well, the potato is thick enough. So I'm not really adding like a lot of liquid to my mashed potatoes. So the, it, 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 do, it just does stay. It really does. Um, I have a picture somewhere. Yeah. Japanese sweet potatoes, which are so good. And they're, they're white. And you could use purple. You could use all three colors of the sweet potatoes. Yeah, you could do three. Actually, it would be beautiful. That's a great idea to do three colors. But it's, it's really pretty and it's really delicious too. And, and I, I have different relish recipes. I use sometimes ginger, sometimes cherry, but it's so delicious and, and it looks pretty. So yeah, yeah well, thank you. So uh, people are asking if you guys have any advice for hot flashes. Talking about mashed potatoes. Um, <laughs> um, well, eat plant-based. Eat plant-based. I don't know how scientific or whatever we want to get about this. But you know what makes us, it's so natural to go into puberty and it's so natural to go into menopause. I mean, you don't need to be on medication for that stuff. It actually is how our body's wired. And I'm, I'm a middle school sex ed teacher. So the last thing I would tell any of my students in you know, between fourth and eighth grade who I'm talking to is that, oh, you need to do a medication. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe you're gonna have bad acne or you're gonna use a little this or you know, whatever, but other, it's just so normal. So a menopause, same thing. And people have different kinds of symptoms sometimes of menopause and sometimes they don't. And what, it, what is the conductor of all that is our own body's estrogen levels. And so to have our brain and our ovaries sort of down, 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 great the amount of estrogen we're making is natural. But what happens sometimes is those of us who are carrying some extra body weight in, in adipose tissue, that also is a producer of some estrogens that can really make us be sort of wa wa uh, wacky and and um, be sending off some all kinds of signals. And I'm not, I have no idea what estrogen says, but it can be this cascade of events that can result in a hot flash. Some people, um, oh, I have another thought. Where did it go? Where did it go? Are you saying ideal weight? So and, and also eating a high fat diet. Of, of, of animal proteins because all animal flesh, every, every, every cell in our body is made up of cholesterol and saturated fat, but every like part of a chicken wing or a bone or a turkey or a corned beef or any kind of dairy, there's also estrogen in that bit and that part flesh and that liquid and that egg. And so there's estrogen in our food that also can keep things going. So if you just get out, if you stop eating animals, you're stop eating any sort of dietary cholesterol, uh, cholesterol or hormones, and you're just gonna run your own hormones. And as you get um, sort of leaner and meaner, you'll have less excess um, sort of weight, weight concerns making estrogen. And I mean, it's, it's so good to be, you know, have some frosting on your body 
the health fat fat is a fine it's healthy to have a nice little layer but you you know what i'm talking about when it's like it's a concern for your health it's it can be insidious and i'm not at all putting any shame out there about anyone's body but that could be part of what's going on with hot flashes yeah, and, and when I interviewed Dr. Linda Carney, she said that people that are going through this, alcohol and caffeine are not your friend. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, uh, Michael says, how did you guys pick the theme song for your show? They love the intro. <laughs> Wait, when, we're carrying, when, when we carry the fork, Michael? I, I um, think that's what he means, yeah. Um, how funny. Yeah. Um, as you know, when you have a YouTube, you cannot play music that is from like, you know, Stevie Wonder or whatever. You have to get permission. So we went to some free music site and just listened to like a million and a half different little snippets. And this one, I like the part where it goes, it goes, boom, 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 boom. It has a little drum in the middle of it. And I thought, I like that one. So that's why it was but the and- first one Jane had. Was oh, our, our very first one was so good. And then they, oh, that's right. That's right. Our first free music we got, Michael, this is since you're so curious. Thank you. Um, the, so it, we got it on the free music site, but then in the middle of, I don't know, probably around our 40th recipe or 50th recipe, because we only have a hundred up so far. They we got this from YouTube. Your music is, is, um, is now no longer it's, it's we're, we're violating copyright and we were like no we're not how do you think we got it oh my god so we had to like change middle and get a new theme song which felt bad mm-hmm. wow well I we look- looking at my biscuit <laughs> i know you're making everybody hungry everybody's saying they want that biscuit recipe right now uh, Lori said this may be too personal to ask but what are your feelings about hrt would you stop drinking and answer? <laughs> Mom just said, would you stop drinking and answer? I heard that. She's adorable. Jane, and you always speak your mind. That's what I love about you. <laughs> so, um, uh, hormone replacement therapy. Sorry, I, I should put my hair back. Sorry, does it look funny? Jane! Jane. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I was pulling. Um, hormone replacement therapy um, is... We are not doctors and I'm, I'm a nurse, but I'm not a nurse practitioner. I'm not prescribing and I'm not, and I not, don't diagnose. But hormone replacement therapy has um, sort of run its course in America. There are some people who obviously need to have it for certain reasons and those are more of outliers. And I definitely would talk to your doctor, your GYN um, or your nurse or your uh, family doc about this because if, it's, if you're having a really rough go of it, and you and your whole food plant based, you're not eating any animals estrogen in egg, milk, or a flesh form. Um, then, then you know, check it out. But hormone replacement therapy is kind of scary because you do not want to have. I mean, estrogen makes things grow. It makes things grow. It makes things grow. And everything grows when you're pregnant. Your hair's thick. Your moles grow. Your moles turn into like nipples. Your, everything is just growing and growing this baby. So you just don't want to have that in your body now. So hormone replacement therapy um, was really taken off the market. Like I know, I you know never were. I know the years that my husband worked with women with breast cancer, he never recommended that. Even when it was very being promoted. Being promoted. 
So a breast cancer surgeon never recommending it. That's, well, he was seeing the bad after effects of it. Thank you for your question. Yeah, I mean, that, that is interesting. Sharon wants to know, what's your go-to recipe? Like, especially when you guys are busy, do you have like, a, like me, it's just sweet potatoes and broccoli. It's really easy. I might put the broccoli, the sweet potatoes already cooked. What's your go-to meals? Wait, AJ, which is your favorite sweet potato? Believe it or not, it's the ham, the Hannah yam, or sometimes it's called the Jersey yam or the white sweet potato, because it's a little bit less sweet. The Japanese sometimes are a little too sweet for me. Hannah yam? Yeah, Hannah yam. They're they're kind of a golden, they, they almost look like a Yukon gold, but they're shaped like the traditional sweet potato. And here they're called Hannah. Some places they're called Jersey or white sweet potatoes. And they're creamy and they're not quite as sweet as the Japanese. And they're white inside. They're white inside. This is this, no. is this a Hannah? It's probably like the Hannah if it's white inside and kind of creamy. No, I um the the new in New Jersey, oh, this is a, this is a, new, that's a, that's, yeah, a, that's the orange one. The orange one is okay. That's, that's, I call that the garnet, but it's not my very favorite. I like the garnet. I like garnet's color and it's been sweetened. Some of them are really sweet. Yeah. One of my favorite recipes is to have, to mix the Yukon gold and the, um, the, the Japanese sweet potato together. It's great. Wait, no, your goat, your go-to recipe? Your goat, what's your go-to? Rice and beans. Yeah. Rice and beans. With mango. Rice and beans, mango for you. My my go-to. You know what I go to? This, this is how go-to it is. Oh my God. <laughs> um right brown rice for sure. I like short grain brown rice. My husband likes long grain brown rice. It's like we're in a divided household. <laughs> um, but we make it work. And I I love um this teriyaki recipe that uh, we have in the Engine 2 cookbook, and it's a teriyaki tofu, and we make it a lot of times for demos and stuff, and the other day we did a demo, I think it was 36 hours ago, we did, we did a, and you know this, AJ, you have to make a dish, so in order to show how it looks at the end, you have to make it ahead of time, and then you got to make it during the thing, and then what do you do with the thing that you made during, anyway, so we made this, you know, cut up tofu, put, made the teriyaki sauce, put it on there. And I said, mommy, open the oven and take the, the cooked one out. I'm putting this one in. So she turned around and she, put, she pulled that out. I put it in. And just about 30 minutes ago, when I was turning on the oven to bake these, I was like, God, oven smells like it's cooking something. What's going on? And it was preheating, preheating. And I was taking a long time to make the biscuits. I pull out, there's the teriyaki tofu from 36 hours ago. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I mean, I had done that so many times. But anyway, that's I love that because our kids love that. And we would make it constantly and nice anyway and it was kind of boring. Uh, but Jean, are you still teaching the your your sex ed classes right now online is your school are you doing that i i i teach it very very part i mean i there's not even a word for how part-time i teach it i just like surgically insert it into my, the school schedule when the when the kids are on the you know sort of the health unit about the body and not talking about tobacco or drugs or bullying or cyber stuff so I have not gotten the call for when it's going to be this year yet. So I'm not doing it right now, but I do. Uh, You're teaching other things online. No, I, 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 my sex ed, I, I do, I will go to the school if they're, if they're live and I'll do it virtually if they're virtual. Yeah. And how, what age are the students that are getting the sex education lecture? Um, well, school where I work right now a little bit is they have me talk to the fourth graders. Just, I just talk with them 
light and tight, but then get more into it with the sixth, seventh, eighth graders. And, you know, in eighth grade, you're pretty much talking, I mean, the internet has leveled the playing field. One day, right? not too long ago, Jane was doing some kind of judging an event and some, some ex-student. Oh, I was at a food event at a, at a college. It was a college cooking show, like an iron chef at a college. Oh, and, oh no, I, what, describe what happened. She's teeing this up for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I, was a, I was a judge at an iron chef, like collegiate cooking, like as if college kids can cook. I mean, they've got maybe from the dorm room to like this corporate kitchen or whatever. Anyway, so I was one of the judges and you know, everyone's like talking, saying Jane, you know, Jane, 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 Jane. And like Jane, I had to choose the two ingredients. Like if JJ, if you had to choose two ingredients that you know, the, the contest had to include in every breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert, and you had to taste all six teams, breakfast, lunch, dinners, and desserts, what two ingredients would you want to include? Well, I'd probably, I'd probably pick oats for one of them. Okay. Oats or rice, some kind of grain for sure. <sighs> Boy, if you, like, mm, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. When they told me this, I was like, well, what did the previous person do? And they're like, oh, the previous person chose maraschino cherries and licorice. And I was like, huh, okay, I can't go wrong then. So I'm like, maraschino cherries and licorice. That's ridiculous. 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 Anyway, so I chose <laughs> gooseberries and bok choy. I don't know why, but uh, so I was sitting there, like on like my you know fourth round of eating a breakfast, lunch, and dinner or the dessert with gooseberries and bok choy, trying to ha- you know what other descriptors can you come up with to describe what you're eating? And anyway, and all of a sudden this this person walked up to me and he says, and he does he's not wearing like a team T-shirt. He's not, doesn't look like the chefs, they're all like kind of tidy and neat and looking appealing, you know, like they want to be appealing. This guy's like in a grout fit, this gray college kid outfit, scruffy, six foot seven, doesn't even fit in his own sweatpants. He's like, Miss Esselstyn. And I was like, yeah, hot, Jane, wait, Miss Esselstyn? He's like, want to let you know you saved my life in eighth grade in sex ed. And I was like, you've gone through puberty. Just tell me who you are or what's going on. He told me his name. I remembered the kid. He had the best questions in sex ed. And he was just like, I want to say thanks. I saw your picture out front. And he just loped out the door. And I was like, that made my day. That, that made my day. The other, the other chefs were like, what was that? What was that? Anyway, so it was, it was great just to have, you know, this sex ed part of my life come right in the middle of this. this I would love to see your talk because the, the talk you give, the, it's not to children, but you know that talk you give, I, I can't think of the name of it, but it's fantastic. The, it, the benefit of plant-based eating above and below the belt. Right. I, cause I, you know, I remember I had sex ed when I was in sixth grade, I was 10 years old and all it did was confuse me even more. I remember that the professor, his name was Lewis and I, I couldn't understand what he was talking about. Literally. I was more confused and he kept talking about erections and it's like, he never really explained what it was other than that you had to have one in order to have sex. And I said, well, why can't you do it without one? He goes, and this is all I remember. He said, well, that would be like putting a piece of wet spaghetti through a keyhole. That is all I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Literally all I remember from sex ed. And that's that. So that's what I thought sex was, a keyhole and spaghetti, because that's, he didn't explain. (laughs) Anyway. Help that. 
All right. So um, Marlene says, my doctor teaches your principles. He says, I can have nuts, but no nut butter. Is there a difference? He says, nut butter is why my blood pressure and sugars won't go down completely. That's interesting. I mean, that, that, it's, that, it's, it's like the difference between raisins and grapes. Hmm. Well, uh, well, I, well, maybe. I mean, is, is she cracking open her own nuts and having to pick them out one by one, like we used to have to do at Christmas time or holidays? Probably not. But um, I, that's interesting because if her blood sugar is the issue and her blood pressure, like she might be eating salted oiled nuts, which I'd say is worse than eating like an, uh, an almond, but like a, a nut butter. But um, blood, if we're, if she's got high sugars, and again, this is, you're, I'm, I'm not looking at your chart in front of me. I'm not looking at you. I don't know anything about this person's question. Um, our dog is scratching at the door, pardon me. Um, anyway, part of the reason why people have high numbers is due to, it's not the sugar in their diet at all. It has to do with the openness of their receptors to receive the insulin, which carries the sugar out of their blood. And sometimes that literally that nut butter can just clog up, like block that receptor. If this is a receptor, it just like blocks it. So she can't drop off the sugar and the sugar stays in her blood. Sugar's not the problem. It's this, the fat that's blocking her receptor. So stop eating nuts all together for a while, check those numbers out. And I think it might be different. I'm saying no nuts, no nut butter. If you have those high sugar numbers, but um, yeah. I mean, I know with a, we've got, I've got three college athletes in our household and we are, my husband you know, is an ultra athlete and I run every day and do my yoga, but we definitely have nuts in our house and I can't find them now, um, but we have, we, we have some nuts, we eat nuts, but we're not, not like uh, oiled and salted nuts. We have walnuts um, and got some peanut butter, definitely. Or but you guys, nuts. but you don't make, you don't base your meals on nuts. Oh God, no, no, no. It's a, I mean, no. I definitely don't base my, no, our not meals at all. because is that, is that my what people problem, are thinking? No, I like nuts so much that I just eat them. So if I don't have <laughs> them in the house because they, they, they call me, I have walnuts because, uh, but we have nuts. That's it. Um, no, no, we don't base a meal on, I, I don't even know what a meal of nuts would look like. I mean, we have, I would have, let's say, okay, I'll talk about nuts for a second. Um, I would have, um, maybe like a big meal of, of rice and some beans, beans and vegetables and a, a, on top of a bed of greens, and then maybe drizzle some sauce made of mostly water and a little bit of garlic and tamari with some walnuts. So it like ground up in it. So it's a, that few nuts are drizzled with water amongst all of our dinner. So when I say nuts, I'm not I mean like that, not even a garnish, but like as a, just a, a, a wee bit of something. Charlie, I mean, AJ, you don't eat any nuts. I have not eaten any nuts since January 1st, 2012 or seeds or avocado. And you know what? I haven't dropped dead. Everybody worries about me about that. So I have a test every year called the uh, fatty acid profile and I have a lifestyle medicine doctor and the levels are not just good, but they're high because guess what I eat that has my omega-3 every day? Greens. What, what yeah. about um, a nutrition, a nutritional yeast? Um, what am I talking about? 
Chia seeds or flax. I, I use chia seeds in my salad dressing recipes to because it, it's a thickener, but I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't eat them because I feel like I have to. So I don't know. I don't really include it. No. And, and I get, I get, I get bashed a lot for it. Like that I'm doing something dangerous and, and crazy and that low fat is dangerous. And you know, now what's even worse is it's not just the controversy with the plant-based doctors on nuts, but I don't know if you guys know, there's like a whole slew of younger plant-based doctors that are now saying oil is good. Oil is necessary for heart health and brain health. And it's, it's, yeah. it's I, so I, I, sad to like, they're disrespecting our SE and Dr. Ornish saying they're old. They don't read the research and it's, it's terrible. I think what they're doing. And I don't know if they're really even right. I don't think they are, but I'm not a doctor, but. Basic human, human beings who are just existing. And the uh, originally, they didn't have oil. Oh, cave, they didn't have, talking cave people. You know, they might, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, anyway. we, don't, we don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many nuts did our ancestors really eat? I was talking to Dr. Lyle about that because he did a whole video about how they really aren't necessary. Eat them if you like them, but not because you have to. And growing up, we only had nuts with a nutcracker. I have yeah. got the greatest nutcracker. It's sort of, remember that? It one? was a woman and her leg would open up and you put a nut in there and you go. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's, when, that's when we had yeah. nuts with a, with a nutcracker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah, exactly. You're right. And, and by the, you gave up because it was so labor intensive. <laughs> Jordan says, how can I eat more greens? Easy. Just do it. I know it sounds awful, but like yeah, having a breakfast. Um, put it one of the things I have a breakfast that I put greens in, uh, kale in, but <clears throat> at my Essie's breakfast <clears throat> is oats, berries, and uh, I cook a whole wok full of greens and he eats some of those and then we eat them later in the day. But if you're making pasta, put a whole head of a whole hunk of uh, kale and chop it up cook it there if you're making um pizza pot <clears throat> pizza the greens and mix cook kale or any kind of greens. bite sized pieces or any greens and put it and mix it with the pasta sauce and spread it on the pizza so often when i have my parents for dinner i i just i put the i set the table and i put the bowls out and i always just throw it you know from a, like a big bag of spring greens just throw everyone's bowl just like fill it with that because whatever we're going to eat is going to go on top of that. And my dad comes to the door. He's all business. He comes in, sits down with his hand. He'll just like sit there like some sort of um, really focused, intelligent primate in the tree, just sort of, and he'll eat, he'll just eat the greens. I'm like, he's got a fork right there and he could wait for the meal with everyone else, but he just eats them all. So he's going to eat those. And then he'll also eat the greens that are, you know, I've cooked with dinner, but it's, if you, if you just start to eat more greens, I know it's like starting anything, but just do it. And you're going to be imperfect. You're going to be totally flail some days and not do it, but just start. And before you know it, this whole process goes like this and you've made progress. And 
You know what I would say is start when, when people tell me they hate vegetables, just like, cause I used to say this to John Pierre, I hate exercise. So we say, well, do the exercise you hate the least. I, I would say, eat the one you hate the least. And you know, they vary in how bitter they are. So if somebody hates kale, like, you know, uh, curly kale or, or lacinato kale, baby kale is much milder. Beet greens, you can't hate beet greens. They're delicious, they're mild. Spinach, so maybe start with one that's not as intense at first. You know, yeah, I that's a great for, point. I think <clears throat> Jane, Jane's family, every night, as long as I can remember, oh, had broccoli night. because that's the one vegetable all her children would eat. So they all grew up broccoli every single night. But every night, freakish. But they would add other things. And so now they eat most all vegetables, but they did the broccoli. So they always got a vegetable. Oh, I love broccoli. I, that, that's always my favorite. I don't know why. That was the only vegetable I'd eat, even when I didn't eat vegetables. There's something about broccoli that's I don't. I just like it. Yeah. No, it's got it's got a good, it's got a great stru you, structure. You don't, you don't need it. anything on it. You can just eat it. Yeah. yeah. My mom says she used to say she used to pretend it was like trees when I was little. She was. It's the only vegetable that you can eat: the stem, the leaves, and the stalk. And I don't. I just I remember random things. This is a really fun question from Gina. Anne, how did you and Essie meet? Um, we met really through our fathers, who were both doctors, and um, uh, and in fact, my husband, <clears throat> Essie, Essie's father, Big Essie, we call him. Essie's father was um, at Yale Medical School, and my husband was starting. No. I mean, my grand, my the father father was at Yale as a freshman and he was playing freshman football. And uh, Essie's father uh, at part-time would come and coach the freshman football team as he was in medical school. And he met my father then. So when Essie was my husband was coming out to Cleveland to go to medical school, his father told him to look up Barney Kreil, my father. Who was an old football player, you know, of his. And then that's how we met. And doctor. Through our fathers. How long have you guys been married? How long have you been married? 60. 59 years. It is the 60th this year or next year? This year. This, the 2021. What, when is it? June. No, July. Well, it's sometime it's in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> you've been married as long as i've been alive that's incredible oh my god that's crazy that is something wow so you know people are asking about the whole family and we obviously we know all the superstars and we know jane we know rip but you have two other kids who are they what do they do and do they eat like everybody else well, they all oh, yeah are all four oh, yeah. kids all 10 grandchildren and uh it's amazing and their names are Ted and Zeb, and they actually work together. They work with big plants. They work with wood. And where, where do they live? We we never can 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 they come in a video sometime? We never see them. Look They're up City Bench, City Dash Bench, and it's the most beautiful, beautiful wood wood furniture you've ever seen. And they take down. We'll 
take use city trees that they would otherwise just turn into mulch or wood chips, but they take them and make them. They can make their their tagline the is furniture from the urban wait, forest. forest. And so if you know if they have a town Christmas tree in the middle of the town, you know, just is there for a few weeks and then it goes taken off into made into wood chips or mulch. They'll say, we don't wait, we'll, we'll, we'll try some of these planks and we'll make a, you know, a table, a bench, a sideboard, a salad tongs. We don't care what you want. Just tell us what you want. And they, cause they can mill it, dry it and then work with it. They got a bunch and, of- And can people order their stuff online? Oh yeah. Well, they, maybe they could be on the show cause that sounds fascinating. Yeah, well try City Bench. Chad Esselstyn. Okay, I will. Thank you. See, I, I, I did not know that. That's amazing. So we have a nice comment. I love you, Ann and Jane. You inspired me to go plant-based at 50. I'm trying to inspire the kids to do the same. Well, who, who, what's her Thank name? Thank you. What's her uh, name? Her name is Audio Mun, A-U-D-I-O-M-U-N-N. Not everybody uses their real name. You know, they, sometimes it's just... What's so important for her and everybody to know is that when you don't realize that people are watching you and you you can make a difference for people what you're doing i mean with even if say in your family your kids aren't paying any attention but suddenly they hit 39 or 40 and they suddenly are told they need statins or something's going on and they yeah. know there is another answer yeah that's amazing so, are you guys, I know that Anne, you and Essie did a program, I think it was once a month. Are you doing that virtually during the pandemic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's good to know because people, you know, I've told a lot of people about that. that's great. So, uh, oh, you know who I just had on the show, I think it was last week was, um, you know, Dr. Roizen. Mike Roizen. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's, he's fun. Yeah, he, he, he loves your food, he said. He is so much fun. He is a character. Yeah. Total character. And you should see his office. It is crazy. It has, everything is stacked high. It's like a Dr. Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> Stacks and it's, piles. Well, I'm, you know, apparently he has a second house really close to me. He hasn't come yet because of the pandemic, but I'd, I'd love to, if he does, I'd love to invite him over for dinner. I'll cook something from your book. No, from your book. Okay. Well, but I mean, if he says he loves Anne's food, so yeah. Is that, he's just, no, he's no, just, he's just, he's being he's nice. saying that. He's doing okay. Yeah, he, okay. He eats, oh. oh, one of the grandchildren calling. You can take it if you like. So Jane, I don't know if you can answer this because it is it is a medical question, but maybe you have some advice from Claudia. Any advice on iron deficiency? My blood test just showed I'm very anemic. I started iron tablets, but they don't agree with me. Any advice? Um, well, uh, that's a great question. And we get that quite a bit, um, especially for women who are in their fertile years and you know, you're still having your cycles. You know, losing <clears throat> blood every month is a big deal. <laughs> so yes, what I, and have, having two daughters and, uh, you know, looking out for myself, I always try to have some sort of form of, of uh, food that has vitamin C in it with our meal, not like after or before, but with. So I put, you know, oranges in the salad. I put lemon juice in, in the dressings. I put lime on the uh, black beans, like, the, you know, just getting some vitamin C in the food you're eating 
helps mobilize iron in your blood. So that's something we try to focus on. And if it still is an issue, I mean, if you feel fatigue, that that's, one, that's something to be aware of. I have on paper always been anemic, but I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. I have energy coming out of my ears every day. And I just, that's my, my level. Like whoever set the level, you know, some people don't fit in that range, but they actually are within normal limits of their behavior and their, and their pathology, if you will. But um, so if you don't feel well and you think it's the iron situation, I would try um, seeing if you could go on something called slow FE, S-L-O, capital F-E, like Ferris iron, like, you know, Ferris wheels called a Ferris wheel because it's made of iron, which is iron. Anyway, um, so slow F-E, is a slower release of iron. And so you don't get constipated and you don't get um, some of the side effects that she, I think she may have been saying didn't agree with her. But again, I'm not prescribing, I'm not diagnosing. This is my advice as an RN. And nice. someone, someone who's taken slow feet during her pregnancies. Thank you, excuse me. Uh, Tina Louise says, oh, I feel like I have to sneeze. Is it, <laughs> excuse me, wow. Ah, is it true that once a year during Christmas, Dr. Essie eats a peanut butter cup? And that's his once a year non-compliant treat. Wow. We used to try to do that to him. Like we as the, the, the kids and then the grandchildren love trying to like, you know, everyone has a stocking on their on their seat on Christmas morning and his his stocking was flooded with like you know, like you know, 20 Reese's cups because everyone wanted to have a But I'll never forget the day but, after that when we were having a meal and he, whenever it was New Year's, whatever the day was, he got it out to eat it. And he, he ate his thing and he didn't offer any to anybody else. And everybody was so <laughs> mad. This was years ago, but actually in the last few years, I have found that he sort of leaves, leaves the Reese's kind of where they are, where they are. And then before you know it, his grandchildren have taken them away and eaten them and things. But um, he used to, have that like inoculation once a year, but um, he hasn't done it. He hasn't, he hasn't fallen for it lately. <laughs> That's great. As Susie says, uh, what brand of DHA EPA do you use? They said, Dr. Essie said he has one without oil. Uh, I don't, I don't use, I don't take fish oil, not fish oil. I don't take that mega threes uh, stuff like you, AJ. Do you take that stuff? I don't. Best form is to get it in your greens and your and your. There food. is one if you look. I think that's made. Um, My dad does not do the shopping or the or the supplement purchasing. I tell you so what, he's not the on one to the ask. Shelf, for. It's on the shelf on the far far left, up about this level. And you and can't I, think of the name. And of it? I have no idea what it is, but you know. Do you guys it, take it? No, they, I don't, they don't take, take it. it. But so I, they don't take it. Maybe it's a mis misunderstanding. Maybe he just mentioned that there is one without oil. Mend it to certain people and you can get it. I mean, if you go to say a Whole Foods and ask for without oil. Right. Uh, Jesse wants to know if you guys have a large garden. Yes, we both do. I, I wouldn't say it's large. No. I mean, it's, it's I mean, I've, I've got, I've got one, two, three, four. I have six raised beds and they're all probably eight by, eight by four. Maybe that's big, I don't know. And I only have two, but my garden is spectacular up until about July. 
and then it gets horrible and it gets all eaten by bugs. And, and then, then it, it gets becomes, then it gets spectacular yeah. right around now when it's just kale. Only the kale is versus the kale is like a palm tree now. It's so tall and thick. my stalk of my kale is about this big round right now. And the, you know, it's got these like high lacinato leaves, just looks just like a palm tree. Do, do you have a garden? In you, the, you know, I, do, I don't. And you know, it's probably too hot here really to grow much. <laughs> I live in the desert, but we do, we do have succulents. So it's really pretty. Tomatoes love the heat. Yeah. Well, it, I'll think about it. But that, that, you know, I know when you grow it yourself, it does taste so much better. And then there's no packaging as well. Heat Speaking of the pine, when it's still. Oh, that's the best to have the little. Um, uh -huh. those, uh, little cherry yellow, tomatoes? No. Yeah, well, the little cherry tomatoes. Um, Yukon, go no, no. Gold. Um, uh, what are they called? The golden. Oh, anyway. my God. Sun gold. Sun gold. <laughs> the little sun golds right off the bank, bank, off the branch are so sun warmed and delicious. Yeah. Nothing like growing your own. But speaking of food you buy in the store, several people are mentioning that they're having trouble finding the Engine 2 products. Are they no longer available? Yes, they are available, but you have to go online because uh, for the first 10 years, Whole Foods uh, asked Rip to create products with no meat, no oil, and no dairy, and he did. And he uh, Whole exclusively, Foods owned, exclusively for them. And Whole Foods owned that for 10 years. They no longer own it. And so Rip has now um, got it. So you can go online and, or, and get some of them. And they have more and more coming that are going to be fantastic. Because the old, I mean, things like Rip's Burgers. That was one of, uh, you asked about go-to meals. That was a go-to meal for us. Mm -hmm. Rip's Burger. Loved that. And why I liked it was guess how you cooked it. Put it in the toaster. I mean, it doesn't drip. It was great. But um, so you can get his cereal. You can get his granola. You can get pizza crust. No, and, and I'm... And, uh, but in the stores, you can still get the vegetable broth, which and, is the and only one with no salt. And they're coming out with um, three broths and three soups, uh, a new line of them coming out pretty soon. I don't want to say a date because I don't know for sure, but I talked to him yesterday about it. Oh, that's fantastic. So this next question from Audrey, I'm sure you guys hear often. My cholesterol is 258. I am thin and do not eat any oil. Not sure why this is. Any suggestions? Is she plant-based? I'm guessing she is. Audrey, if you're still watching, maybe you can type if you are plant-based. Or does she have oats? She should eat oats for breakfast. They help lower your cholesterol. Because we all have a different, um, we all like our energy level, like our patience level, like any level of our in our bodies, um, the amount of earwax we make, it, everybody varies in what they make for whatever reason. So even the thinness doesn't matter or thickness doesn't matter, but you just make a certain level or amount of, of cholesterol in your own liver. And that may just be a familial thing yeah. in her family, but I mean, she should work with her doctor. Well, she could take your program too, right? Your, your, your once a month program and work with Essie, right? That's still a possibility. Her takeaway would be don't veer from eating no meat, no dairy, no added oil and keep the minimal salt, minimal sweet, you know, keep it down and see, see what happens. I mean, really, really 
can be compliant and see if you can get that to change. Because if you're not eating any extra cholesterol or eating, you know, greasy, meaty, cheesy stuff, your own liver is what makes your cholesterol. So the cholesterol that's in your body, in your blood is your own and you're making it for some reason. And some people, and, if, and my dad doesn't care about cholesterol level, you know, how high, how, whatever they are. If big, if don't you ever take that quote from me, anyone, I'll deny it. You won't care about the cholesterol level if you don't have inflamed vessels. What causes inflammation of those endothelial cells? Standard American diet, any amount of dairy, any amount of meat, any amount of oil. Does that sound like him? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. So people are asking what supplements you guys take and recommend. Mickey says, I heard that iodine deficiency is a source of many hormonal issues. Would you recommend an iodine supplement? Oh, you're we, saying zero, huh? You couldn't, we couldn't see it because you have to talk while you do it. Well, just because Sorry. I, I wouldn't, I just, didn't. we, I, we take, I take B12 when I remember, which is, you know, clustered. I'll remember it three days in a row and then I'll forget it for three weeks and then I'll take it six days in a row and then I'll forget it for two months. I love my B12 because it's cherry flavored and it's just such a treat. <laughs> um, so B12, we uh, take when it's not summer, since we live in a non-desert environment, like the desert shrike that is known as AJ. Um, we live in Cleveland where there's no sun um, and in probably roughly October to April, we would take a vitamin D3, not too much of it, but just some of it. Um, and that's, that's it. Iodine was her question though. Iodine is, um, that's, a, that's a tricky one, especially if people um, have uh, thyroid stuff going on because you do want to have um, iodine. It's actually, it's it, our bodies evolved with it because it's in the ground. It's in the, it's in our world. Like, there's a certain part of China where there's not there's some heart disease called I don't know the name of it, but there's a certain part of China that doesn't have this this um, mineral in the soil or some element in the soil or some molecule, and they all have this heart disease. I think it starts with an M. Can't remember from nursing nursing school. But anyway, if we don't have iodine in our diet because we're not eating or adding even a little bit of salt to anything, um, and we're not getting food that is uh, fortified, then that can be an issue. So, um, so sometimes adding a, just a little bit of salt because all you need is a little trace of, trace amount. Uh, that would be good if you're having troubles with that. Don't have any so, salt in our house. Yeah, we don't, we don't even have salt. Sure. I actually have a, I have one of those, when it rains, it pours. Uh, what, Morton, Morton salt, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. And it's iodized and it is so old. It has Easter egg dye colors on it from when I would use it to dye Easter eggs when the kids were little, just for Easter egg hunts, like as if we ate the eggs and stuff. <laughs> but uh, we've had this, I actually have it right here. this pint of it forever. Yes, it has it. Oh. You can see the, oh, yeah, people can't see us or can they see us? Oh yeah, they can see it. There, there's the Easter egg dye from when the kids, when the kids are all 20, 22, 19. So it's when they were like little kids. So it's not like it's used, but it's iodized because I would Do put you use trace. salt when you make Easter eggs? I can't. It, it makes the dye brighter cool. or so it says in the package. I just take a little bit of, of dulse uh, that supposedly has iodine and it tastes pretty good. I, every, when I think of it, I, I eat it. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. And do you put it in your food? or? Well, I just, it, it, the dulse that I get is a smoked dulse and it's it's actually really delicious. So when my husband and I think of it, we just, you know, we just eat it, you know, a few pieces. It's, it's actually really tasty. 
and doesn't have it ha does it have enough ida i mean has I, don't know. I haven't, I mean, I, I guess I could get that tested. I just, you know, I just, I, I don't worry about these things, you no, know, and I mean? if you don't have symptoms, don't bother. Like you said, like I get this test, but you know, I'm fine. I haven't gone. I get the test because everybody's telling me that I'm crazy for not eating overt fats. And so I get it just so that people will leave me alone because I'm fine. <laughs> I take, does this dulce that you eat come in a little sheet? Or it, it, it just comes. It, it's, it's from, it's from Maine Coast Sea Vegetables. You can actually get it at Whole Foods, but it's very, very expensive there. So I buy it online and it's, it's, it's slightly crunchy. It's, it's, it's good. I can send you some if you like, I, I, I enjoy it. Hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of salty and kind of smoky. So a nice comment from Elizabeth, Jane and Anne are so amazing. And their YouTube videos are such a wonderful help for me for becoming plant-based. I love watching them. Thank you ladies for making them. And people are asking the name of the channel. It's Jane's name, Jane Esselstyn. And I did put the link to the channel in the show notes. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, you got some fans here. That was Jane's idea to start that. My mom thought I invented YouTube. She said, Jane is making this YouTube. That's, you didn't know what I was talking about. She didn't know what I was talking about. What do, I, what, what are we doing? What do, I, I was she, so, dis, I was, I just sat there pouting for the first time we did it. It's such a she, funny fact, first Jane week. made us redo it about, uh, you know, five months later. No, was, no, a, a, a year, year and a half later. Cause I was like, mommy, the first video we shot, you look like a grumpy kindergartner in the corner. Just so mad. There's no one there. There's, you know, you're talking to no one, as you know, you know, you're just sitting there thinking that you're, talking to somebody hoping you're talking to somebody and she was just grumpy grump well you, you guys are a real hoot hey i, I you're, you're you're teaching the um, is it called chibu or ch chibi what you're doing something aren't you <laughs> um there's a there's a i don't know what to call it a thing called a class cooking classes that reached out to us when they were in their um what's it called research phase they were uh, piloting this, uh, it's a branch of GE called GE Appliances. Nothing to do with appliances, but like they're more like a think tank, um, just trying to make inventions, <laughs> trying to just do new things. They reached out to, to us. I guess they found us on YouTube or something. Then there's, they look for um, engagement with cooking shows and stuff. So they asked us if we'd like to work with them at trying to launch this company called Cooking with Chibo. And cooking just, Chibo just means food in Italian or something. And- Well, what's so nice about it, AJ, unlike other things, is you get what you decide you're gonna make, what? Rice and beans. So you have the rice and the beans and you just start from scratch and you the people make it with you. It's, a, it, it's, you a, it's, re, it's in real time. So we do like two or three recipes because we're cooking real time. Like, hi, everybody, let's cut, open the can of beans. And then everyone goes open and they drain their beans and they shake the beans in the same. So we're all doing the same thing. So it takes, it's real time. And I mean, YouTube, but, everything's like mise en place and ready to go and cha-cha-cha. But uh, like, for instance, you did um, making nori, you know, sushi. Rolling the- Rolling it and- Done a lot of lot. You've done. We've done. You've done a lot. We have we. done a lot. <laughs> That's kind of cool. If it's in real time, then you don't have to do any make aheads. Right. None. That's All you do, you go to the grocery store and you just wait for class to start. <laughs> That's really cool. I clean the kitchen up a little bit, but not hardly at all. 
I kind of, people seem to respond okay to just sort of the clutter that is my kitchen. It's a hot. Somebody's saying there's a sign behind Ann that says stop or something. I can't see it. Do you know what they're talking about? Oh, it's my, my, my daughter. Recycling. What is the thing you're about to throw away made of? It says, it says no, don't stop. It says stop, not stop. Think what you're about to throw away. Is it plastic? Recycle it. Is it fruit or vegetable? Compost it. Is it cardboard, paper, or tissue? Use it for our fire because we heat with wood. So oh. it, that's from our daughter. It's not nice. I just want to thank Wall Weirdo in the classroom for the super chat donation. Thank you so much. And people are asking since you guys live next door to each other, do you like eat every meal together? No, but we go to Jane's a lot, and we, we go to your go house to, a lot. No, not too much. I'm my cooking stinks these days. <laughs> It does not. <laughs> you know, we all go everything in. good is here. No, 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 no. We know. You know why we come here a lot because we're doing this new book, um, and it's kind of it focuses women, and so we have like, you know, a handful of just breakfast, a handful of lunch, handful of desserts, some sauces, and this. No, we, we have forty-four we desserts. Have, you just ruined it. But we have forty-four oh. desserts. That's incredible. That's a lot of desserts. Definitely for women. Well, speaking of women, somebody's asking if you're going to do your women's conference virtually. Oh, that's such a nice question. Um, I actually, she was I was, I was just that. talking about that because it, we, we definitely want to have, um, have it again, but it looks like, and I was kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with vaccines and possibilities of with COVID, but March does not look no. like we're going to be. I know, I know I was just waiting. And since it's virtual, it isn't like a hurry. Because in Cleveland in March, we had people flying in from or driving in from, you know, Columbus or east of Cleveland and west of Cleveland or from Canada or whatever. And they have to make reservations and they have to make travel plans and they have to schedule. But if it's virtual, we're not up against that deadline that we would have for people who are traveling. And we had people from your next other woods. We had people from California coming in. But um, so I think in, in the next few weeks, I'll be making an announcement, but thanks for the nudge, uh, Julie, whoever that was, I can't remember her name. Great. Well, thank you. Dina says, what are your thoughts about salty foods like kimchi, sauerkraut, and olives? Kimchi, sauerkraut, Fortunately, and olives. I don't like any of those. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but I don't like salty food because salt is gone from my diet and my taste is so changed that, um, if I taste, uh, if I get a soup somewhere, yeah, it's, I don't like it because it's too salty. It will, if it's got salt in it. It's, yeah. it's funny how you're, if you, I did not realize this about salt, but when I was working with my mom on the prevent and reverse heart disease cookbook, and we were doing everything with like no salt beans and no salt. AJ, added, perfect. And you really just, you know, just zero. I, it was fine. It was fine. But then when I went back to working on another book with Rip, I was like, this is too salty. He's like, no, I don't even taste the salt. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have downgraded those, that, that's, that's those receptors. And I, I mean, I thought I didn't, I mean, I, didn't, I don't even add salt. You saw how much salt we've used in the past 22 years is not even a thing. Oh, anyway, uh, but olives, fortunately my mom, we never had olives growing up. I don't like them. I, I can't stand the smell of them or the taste of them. If it touches a, even an olive falls in my salad, I really need a new salad. It's just so gross to me. It's so yeah, salty. But and if briny. you like olives, a few olives are fine. 
and, and kimchi's think, fine. Kimchi's fine. It's a yeah. great ferment yeah. stuff. And, and there's just a lot of salt in um, it's all sauerkraut. Of those sauerkraut. Sauerkraut has a lot. Yeah, and we just actually posted a Reuben sandwich yesterday on our YouTube, and we used a sauerkraut that uh, I think has just vinegar and salt. Or no, it's got salt. Salt, yeah. but there's something else in it. What did you use for the corned beef part of your Reuben? Tempeh. Oh, nice. Have you ever, have you tried that new vegan corned beef? I, I interviewed her on the show yesterday, Mrs. Goldfarb from the Unreal Deli. We don't like fake meats, really. It's, it's made out of vegetables, though. I, I, I mean, it looked it looked pretty clean. I, the only reason I couldn't try it is it's got some soy. Impossible burger. I, I just, we don't want to. We have to just be careful. Look, look at all those ingredients in that. and see. Right. But it's an interesting idea. I like that Unreal Deli. That's a great name. And I'm glad she's doing that. I mean, thank you for all the the climate and the work earth and cows and animals that you're saving with all that. But um, we, yeah. Yeah. So Kay says, eight years ago, I had cabbage, C-A-B-G, you know, not, not the food cabbage. And I looked for an idea of what to do differently and came across preventing and reverse heart disease. I've embraced this way of eating and my heart disease reversed. Well, thank Greg, you. you did the good hard work then. Way to go. Yeah. I, I, there was a question that came by about osteoporosis and I can't find it now. I guess maybe Dr. Essie once recommended a weighted vest, the person saying it's not helping. Do you guys have any tips on osteoporosis? Um, your Lots of grains. Your bones, your bones really stress. respond to being stressed. And they don't get... The, you don't want to lose things from your calcium from your bones. And what pulls that calcium out of your bones is a high protein diet. So please just steer clear of all that extra protein if you're, if you're still eating that stuff. But if you're not, keep stressing your bones, which means you know the, the end of the bone, but the, the tendon on the end of the bone has to stress it, has to strain it, and that will strengthen it. Lift weights. Or, you know, and that, use, use your body and use your body. Absolutely. Hey, Anne, do you remember many years ago when you came to my, I think it was either the second or third conference I produced, Healthy Taste of LA, and Hans and Lily Deal were there, and Lily Deal wanted to be part of your demo. Do you remember that? No. But what I remember is dinner oh. at your house, <laughs> and we had so much dinner. But I remember I had to lie on the floor. <laughs> I just saw a tall drink of water walk by. Does he want to say hello? Oh, that's my that's my that's, husband. That's Brian. Oh, oh I, I'll say hello. I've never met hey. him. Hi. How's it going, AJ? Good. Nice to meet you. Somebody said you made a Reuben sandwich. Oh, it's his Reuben, the uh, Brian's Rockin' Reuben on Rye. Yeah, the one that's on YouTube right now is my recipe. Well, not my recipe. It totally you know, is your recipe. You know. It's his recipe. And his... his uh, his uh, stuffing is frozen in my freezer for Thanksgiving. I know. Well, yeah, he's the one who made it. But um, Brian grew up in Philly, and what was the market called again? John's Village Market made these amazing hoagies. We call them, <laughs> not subs, and uh, that's where the inspiration came from. John's Village Market hoagies. <laughs> well, AJ, it's great to meet you. I hear nice so much. Nice to meet stuff. you. So, so this is great. It's a cameo. <laughs> Every time I uh, we do an event someone always says tells chef us about chef aj said chef aj said so you are uh 
you are a force to be reckoned with. Oh my God. I hope I hope what I said was accurate then. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, so Anne, the reason I, I asked that is I, I just had an opportunity to tell this story on a, on a, I did a live cooking class for pastor John Jensen's church over the weekend, virtually. And I don't know if you remember, but you were sitting in the front row with, with Essie and Hans and Lily, and you were the only ones with reserved seats. It had, there were papers taped to your chair that said reserved for Dr. Esselstyn, reserved for Ann Esselstyn, reserved for Dr. Deal, reserved for Dr. Deal. <laughs> and you were doing a demo and Lily, for some reason, wanted to be on stage, even though she wasn't scheduled. And she showed how to open a pomegranate during your, this was your time, your book time, because we didn't, we couldn't fit her in. And she was wearing like a, like a sweater, maybe it was a wool sweater, but what happened is the sign that was on the chair that said reserved for Dr. Esselstyn somehow got taped to her backside. And so when she walked on stage in front of, you know, 500 people plus whoever was watching virtually, her bum had a piece of paper on it that said reserved for Dr. Deal on it. And I could not stop laughing, nor could anybody. I was wondering if you remembered that, because that was one of my favorite moments of the whole conference. It's so funny. <laughs> because she's a real proper lady, too. You know, she's not she's not like me. And, and she's very, you know, very proper. And it just was hilarious. How did she find out what was on her back? Uh, well, we, we removed it and, and even, even Dr. Deal was laughing. So that was that, you know, that was just so hilarious. I said, that's what you get for horning in on Ann's time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, I had such nice dinners with you. I know. I remember when you were laying on the floor. I also remember when you broke your hip, it was on Father's Day, 2008, I think it was. And both Rip and Essie were speaking at, at an event somewhere. And in the paramedics came, you had slipped on a peach or something. And I don't know, you were maybe like 74 then. And they were asking you like all the medicines you were on. And you're like, I'm not on any medicine. <laughs> well, no, I can remember being on the floor and seeing the ambulance going by and hearing Rip talking on the stage. It was sort of surreal. And I remember you were in Tarzana Medical Center and I remember visiting you in the hospital. And also what I remember is Essie was there and you had a roommate and the roommate was really demanding and like, and kept saying her and Essie would get up and like give her, and he was, it was so cute. It was so sweet. That was great. Somebody, Not that you broke your hip, but that he was so accommodating. Somebody memories with you. I know. I just, oh, it's just been too long to, well, I keep the memories here because I have this. And even when I'm not wearing it, I look at it often. So you guys are just like my favorite. It's like the first family, you know, do you, you know, I always wish it could, it could happen. Um, there's a game show called the family feud. And there's another first family of, of plant-based that I love the Campbell's. I always thought, wouldn't it be great if it was like a family feud, Esselstyn versus Campbell's. Yeah, maybe together only you could pull that <laughs> off i would be the host i would think that would be just so amazing because your your guys are very good the Asselstons are very competitive for sure but i just think that would be if i could create another conference that's what i would have is both families and i would host family feud <laughs> yeah well it has been so fun catching up with you guys you guys are just at the top of my list and love you dearly and miss you. And thank you for all the wonderful work you do. And uh, everybody, please check out Jane and Anne's YouTube videos. They're hilarious. The recipes are great. And we now it looks like we have another great book to look forward to. 
Thank you, AJ. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Love you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.